Good morning and a very warm welcome to St Columba's Dairy Vogue on this Palm Sunday. You're very welcome as we come to worship this morning. In our observance of Lent, we have been preparing by self-examination and spiritual discipline to celebrate the mystery of our Lord's death and resurrection. In baptism, we are marked with the cross of Christ. And today we begin that solemn celebration of our salvation through his death on the cross and his resurrection to glory. We now recall to our Lord's entry as King into Jerusalem to suffer, to die and to rise again. Let us follow him that as we died with Christ in our baptism, so we may share in his risen life. As we come to a time of confession this morning, there will be an opportunity for us to have some silence and to reflect on the words that we say together. Let us come together to a moment of confession. Imagine Jesus entering our presence as he entered Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. Envision the branches, the donkey, the shouts of Hosanna, understanding who he is and knowing who we are. We pray together, O oh God, O oh God, you know us well. We are quick to speak of faith, but slow to live it fully. We shout Hosanna as Jesus approaches, as did the people of Jerusalem many years ago. But we do not want him to come too close. We say together, O oh God, O oh God, you know us well. We are quick to claim faith in Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. But like the throng who greeted his entry into Jerusalem, we are fickle, slow to live fully and everywhere as faithful disciples. We know where we fail. We say together, O oh God, O oh God, you know us well. We are quick to want the blessings of faithfulness. But like the twelve who spent the last week with him, we are slow to accept the pain and suffering of authentic Christ-like living. Forgive our weakness and fear. The Lord is God. The Lord brings light to those in darkness, forgives us who truly confess and pardons us as we seek to follow Christ. Let us therefore rejoice that the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever and ever. A collect for today. God of you gave your only begotten son to take the form of a servant and to be obedient even to death on a cross. Give us the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, 
that sharing in his humility, we may come to be with him in his glory, who lives and reigns with you, the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we come to our psalm today, I want you something that has happened this week, some good things, things that have made you happy, things that maybe have put a smile on your face. This is a psalm of happiness, a psalm of rejoicing and of celebration. It was sung at the Passover celebration and it proclaims the goodness of God. So as we say these words, let them not just pass us, but let us really understand what they mean. Imagine ourselves in the midst of that first Passover celebration when Jesus comes riding through the village on a donkey. So Psalm 118, we say together, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say his love endures forever. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone builders rejected has become cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession, up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. James is now going to lead us in our children's talk. So it's Palm Sunday, and seeing as I normally get cast as a donkey, I thought I'd do something a wee bit different for you today, and I'd bring you to meet my new friend. Everybody say hello to Chester. Chester's a wee bit nervous of me, rightly so. Um, and Chester's going to go off screen now, with you see. But donkeys have a very significant role on Palm Sunday. Actually, hear what it says in Luke chapter 19. It says, whenever he had said these things, that's Jesus, to go on ahead up to Jerusalem. Now he drew to Bethany and Page in the Mount of Olive, there was a, a place he sent two of his disciples to. He said, go into that village in front of you, and entering there we find a cold tide on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. And the story goes on to tell us, whenever the disciples did that, the man actually said, hold on a minute, what are you doing with that? And then he said, he, he, Jesus has sent us um, to get it. We're looking for this colt. Because the colt um, had been specifically chosen for that job. But here, here's the other thing. Jesus was supposed to come in. The Messiah was supposed to come in to Jerusalem as a king. A king. 
riding in a great big horse filled with an army. No, not Jesus. He was on a donkey. A donkey. A slow-moving donkey. A donkey. Well, that shows Jesus coming in humility. Riding on a donkey. And even whenever he came in humility, all the crowd still shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed is the king who comes. They knew uh, who it was that was coming. In fact, it says in verse 38 of Luke chapter 19, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. I wonder today, how do we approach Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, in humility? Or do we come on our own strength? Maybe we need to leave down our own strength and come in humility. Learn a wee bit from Chester today. Chester, don't have an aerial view of Chester, but he's actually got a cross on his back. Um, the old uh, signi signifying the shadow of the cross, the one who carried the Messiah um, to his purpose into his place. So let's give Chester uh, a big round of applause for helping us and maybe another wee carrot to say a big thank you. See you soon. The reading is from St John chapter 12, reading verses 12 to 19. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches from a palm tree and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughters of Zion. Behold, your King is coming sitting on a donkey's coat. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. <clears throat> the crowd that had been with him when he caught Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done these signs. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Thank you to James and Noring. As we come before God's word this morning, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that on this Palm Sunday, wherever we may be, that by your Spirit we would feel an awakened sense of your presence with us. Father, as we look to your word, we pray that you would open our eyes to see you, open our ears to hear you, and reveal to us today what you need each of us to hear. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start by asking you a question. If you could have dinner with the famous person, who would it be? Who would you like to spend time with? Who would you like to get to know better? 
You see, people have preconceived notions of what a public figure is like. People have immediate, often polarizing opinions about the person. You see, Jesus was like this. He was well known, but little understood. Most people had an opinion of him. Was he right? Was he wrong? Was he good or was he bad? And we see this in the Gospels, that everyone had an opinion of him, regardless of their stance. You see, Jesus entering Jerusalem was planned out for a really long time. It's not just the months of travel that led up to the events of the Passion Week, but they were planned out before the world was even created. There's a story of a little boy who was sick on Palm Sunday. So he stayed home from church with his mum. His father returned from church holding a palm branch. And the little boy was so curious that he asked, why do you have that palm branch, dad? And the dad said, you see, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honour him. So we got palm branches today. The little boy replied, oh shucks, the one Sunday I miss is the Sunday Jesus turns up. This day is marked with a time of celebration where Jesus was worshipped and praised. A little bit of context into this passage that Noreen read for us. The atmosphere was exciting. It was also intense. And just the day before, Lazarus had been raised from the dead. The air, in a sense, was electric. The Jewish leaders had their hit list and at the top of it was Jesus. But at the same time, swarms of people were coming to Jerusalem to praise him. The situation was explosive. You see, that day they were declaring, the king is coming. And they knew that Jesus was the king because he was fulfilling a couple of prophecies about the Messiah, who is the king of kings. Most years, Palm Sunday tends to focus on the palm branches, but not this year. This year, there is no palm procession. We're not waving our palms in the air. The kids aren't having sword fights with theirs. There are no palms today, not like last year or the year before. In fact, all of Holy Week will be different this year. We won't wash feet. We won't eat bread together or share in the same cup. Holy Week and Easter will not happen in the church like previous years. But the message remains the same regardless of not being able to do this stuff. Jesus came humble on a donkey to teach us what being Christian is all about. It's about humility. It's about servanthood to others. So what is Palm Sunday without the palm branches? Still Palm Sunday. A teacher asked students to suggest some modern day heroes after a thoughtful silence. One student raised their hand 
and replied, it's difficult because today we have celebrities rather than heroes. As he rode into Jerusalem, Jesus seems to be both these things. He's well known like a celebrity and acclaimed, but also he is one worthy of praise. He is our hero who has been sent to rescue us. So my question today is how do we see Jesus? A good person from history or a celebrity from the past? Where would we have been in that Palm Sunday crowd? Would we have been on the edge, hanging back? Or would we have been with the ones that acclaimed him and turned on him a few days later? You see, most of us know the general outline of this story, but I suspect that some of us have never actually considered the detail. Why did Jesus send two of his disciples to the village to find a donkey? He has walked into Jerusalem hundreds of times before. He has healed people in Jerusalem before. So why ride into Jerusalem on a donkey? Why did the people wave palm branches loads of times? Why did they cry out Hosanna as he passed by? What does this all mean? Well, Matthew's account of this story tells us that Jesus was fulfilling an ancient prophecy, a prophecy that you'll find in Zechariah chapter 9. So if you have your Bible, please do turn with me. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, it says this, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Words written 575 years earlier predicted that when the Messiah came to Israel, he would come riding on a donkey. And here Jesus is fulfilling it. This was a visible parable for all those to see. That very first Palm Sunday started out like any other day. People got up out of their beds, they, they got washed, they had food. The market stalls opened. But it was like any ordinary day for the people until the king came riding on a donkey. The occasion called for celebration, and this is why people waved those palm branches. But I want to ask you today, what would happen if Jesus was coming to our town, our city, or even our church today? Would we wave the palm branches? Would we rejoice? Where would we be in the midst of that crowd? Max Licato, in his book, The Angels Were Sent, expressed his curiosity regarding Palm Sunday. He wrote, when all get home to heaven, I know what I want to do. There's someone I want to get to know. You go ahead and swap stories with Mary or talk doctrine with Paul. I'll catch you up later. But first, I want to meet the guy with the donkey. 
You see, we might not realise it, but there were two donkeys. Matthew tells us that there were two disciples and they actually brought back two donkeys. But Jesus rides one into Jerusalem on the young colt with the mother donkey walking alongside. There was a pastor that was preparing for his Palm Sunday service and he quickly realised that he had run out of original things to say on Palm Sunday. So instead he decided to write a story. He decided to put himself in the shoes of the donkey that carried the Messiah through Jerusalem. And it's a story that I want to share with you now. So as we go into it, imagine that you are in that donkey's shoes. The story goes like this. Once there was a young donkey named Jacob. Jacob was an enthusiastic little donkey, a little bit mischievous at times, but mostly he just loved to play. He loved to run around the stall, kicking up his legs, jumping up and down. Jacob, his mother often said, what am I ever going to do with you? Someday, said Jacob, I will grow up big and strong. I will be strong enough to carry a man on my back. Yes, you will, son, said his mum, proud of her growing boy. One day the village grew busy. Crowds of people arrived in great numbers from all over the land. Mother asked Jacob, where are all these people coming from? Why are they passing through our village? They are going to Jerusalem for the great feast, explained his mother. Every year at this time, the people come from far away to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. It's a great time and celebration. Rejoicing as they remember how God delivered them from slavery in Egypt many, many years ago. Can I go to Jerusalem and see, asked Jacob. Oh, please, Mum, I really, 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 really want to go. Please, please, please. No, Jacob, his mother answered, laughing. We can't go to Jerusalem, but we can go to the border and watch what's going on. So off they went and Jacob's eyes were shining with excitement. He watched in astonishment as the people streamed through the village on their way to Jerusalem. Suddenly, two strange men approached him. Look, there he is, one of them cried out in an excited voice. Are they talking about me? Jacob thought. Jacob wondered and they approached the owner and untied the donkeys. The Lord needs them. He will send them back to you shortly, answered the men. Mother, what's going on? asked Jacob. I don't know, son, replied his mother, but do not be afraid. I am with you. The men brought Jacob and his mother outside the village. They put their coats over Jacob's back. Is someone going to ride me? Jacob wondered. I've never carried someone before. I wonder if I'll be strong enough. I'll have to do my very best. He was also a little worried about the person who was going to ride him. He had seen some pretty mean people ride other donkeys before. Sometimes they'd yelled at donkeys, they'd even hit them with a stick. But all of his fears vanished right away when he met the rider. 
The other men called him Jesus. Jesus smiled kindly at Jacob and stroked his back with his strong hands. Hello, little donkey, he said. You will carry me into Jerusalem today. Jacob's heart skipped a beat. Jerusalem, thought Jacob. Jacob, Jesus mounted on Jacob's back and off they went. As they approached Jerusalem, the excitement in the air continued to build. Jesus sat on Jacob's back and his mother walked alongside him. Large numbers of people lined the streets on both sides of the road. Others cheered and waved palm branches back and forth, singing, shouting and rejoicing filled the air around Jacob. Jacob did not understand all of these words, but he heard people shouting things like, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I must be the most important donkey in the city, thought Jacob. Perhaps the most important donkey in the whole world. And so the little donkey held his head high as he marched strongly and bravely into the city carrying Jesus on his back. It was the proudest moment in Jacob's life. Night came and Jacob was tired and they decided to have a rest. They found a small stable and his mother tucked him into the straw and kissed him goodnight. You've had quite the exciting day, little one. I am proud of you. Now go to sleep and rest. Jacob tried to sleep, but he couldn't stop thinking about the amazing things that had happened to him. I can't wait for tomorrow, he thought. Maybe there will be even more people. He woke up early the next morning. His mother was sleeping, but he couldn't wait. I must go to Jerusalem, he thought. The people will be waiting for me. So he ran off to the marketplace. Jacob marched proudly down the centre of the road, waiting for people to notice him, to start cheering for him. But they didn't make a sound. They didn't even notice him. Hey everybody, it's me, Jacob, he called out. But the people didn't respond. The only sound they could hear was Jacob going, ee-haw, ee-haw. And then they just kept working. No one waved any palm branches. No one put any coats on the ground. Jacob went to the area outside the temple thinking, perhaps people will notice me here. But once again, he called out to the people. He kicked his heels, but no one paid any attention to him. One mean old man even yelled at him. Jacob ran to his mother, crying and confused. He found her and threw himself upon her, sobbing and sobbing. I don't understand. Yesterday they treated me like a king. I thought they all loved me. And now they act as if I wasn't there. Jacob's mother looked sadly and lovingly at her poor son. She leaned forward and kissed him gently on the forehead. She said, foolish donkey, don't you see that without him, you are nothing? Without him, you are nothing. You see, nothing would have seemed more unlikely than a king riding on a donkey. 
He didn't look like a king. He didn't have a shiny crown. He didn't ride in on a chariot. There was no army marching band. It's hard to imagine the Romans laughing as they watched this spectacle. The king riding on a borrowed donkey, his saddle made up of a makeshift layer of coats, attended by an unruly mob whose only weapons were palm branches. To the Romans, he didn't look much like a king that day, riding on a donkey. Corey Tenboom, who writes in her book, The Hiding Place, tells of how God sustained her and her sister through their suffering lives in a Nazi concentration camp. Her story has touched millions of Christians uh, today. And a few years ago in the press conference, following a ceremony, she said this. She was given an honorary degree and one of the reporters asked her if it was difficult to remain humble while hearing so much acclaim. She replied immediately, young man, when Jesus Christ rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday on the back of a donkey and everyone was waving palm branches and throwing garments in the road and singing praises, do you think for one minute that it ever entered the head of that donkey that any of that was for him? She continued, if I can be the donkey on which Jesus Christ rides in his glory, I give him all the praise and honour. You see, Jesus is the king. He's not like any earthly king. The triumphal entry was an acted out parable in which Jesus was sending a clear message to the nation. He was saying, this is who I am. I am your king that you were expecting. I am not a king who will throw out the Romans. I am the king who will defeat Satan. My cross and empty tomb will strip him of his false power. Jesus later goes on to tell Pilate that my kingdom is not of this world. Someone once said, if our greatest problem was government, God would have sent a politician. If our greatest problem was money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest problem was a need for happiness, God would have sent us an entertainer. Since our greatest problem is the burden of sin, God sent us a saviour. So Jesus came into Jerusalem to proclaim that he had come to create a new kingdom, a kingdom that we call the church. And you know what? He's coming back. And he's coming back to claim us, you and me, for his own. But the Bible is clear. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, he'll return to put an end to all the pain and the sorrow that we experience here. The King is coming. He's coming for those who belong to him. The question this morning is, do you? Do you belong to him? Is he gonna come back from you? And are you ready for his return? This day is bittersweet for us because we read of the celebration, but yet we know that Friday is coming 
the cross is coming. We know that many uh, in the crowd within a short, who were shouting Hosanna within a few short days will then shout crucify him, crucify him. What a contrast in words. See, Palm Sunday is not about the palms or the procession. It never was. It has always been about Jesus entering Jerusalem. And today, we're all Jerusalem, where the whole city was in turmoil. Jerusalem was in turmoil at that time when Jesus came riding through a donkey. Turmoil. It's a funny word, isn't it? It's in the news, it's in the air, it's in our hearts. Today, our world is in turmoil. Today, we are all Jerusalem. But the king is coming. The drama of Holy Week will continue. There will be debates in the temple. The Passover will be celebrated with his disciples. He will be portrayed by one of his disciples. There will be trials, there will be beatings, until that moment at the foot of the cross, when the Roman soldier proclaimed, this man was the Son of God. So I challenge you today, in that first Palm Sunday, where would you have been in that crowd? And where, what would you have been shouting? Would you have been shouting Hosanna and then a couple of days later crucify him? Perhaps you still shout, crucify him. As we come to Holy Week, it may not be as we had it planned or even imagined, but it's still Holy Week. Jesus is coming. Let us remember that. That like the donkey, we are not there, but we are there to glorify him in all that we do. James is going to lead us in our prayers. Good morning, everyone. Today, our prayers are going to be based around the third collect of uh, morning prayer. So let us pray. Lord, would you go before us in all our doings with your most gracious favour. Father God, we pray into those situations that we find ourselves in today. Some of it may be uncertain. Much of it may have a little bit of fear or anxiety around. Some of those situations, we know what they are, but they have not yet come. And so we pray that you would go before us with your most gracious favour. Thank you that you're the God who is present with us. You'll only go with us, but that you have already gone before us. Carry us, sustain us, give us the grace that we need. So go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour and further us with your continual help. Father, today we seek you because we know that we cannot do these things on our own. We know that trying in our own strength is wrong. It can only take us so far in our journey. And so we look to you, the God who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask, seek, or would even dare to imagine, to help today. 
not necessarily to answer our prayers in the way that we expect them to be answered, but to answer them according to your will, which is always better than our own. So go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour, and further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in you. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign. It is you who is in control. Today we want to bring you all that lies before us. And so in this moment, we lay before you the burdens that we have carried, maybe for far too long. We pray for our neighbours, for our friends, for those who we know and love, who are in need of your help and your touch today. So go before us, Lord, in all our doings, with your most gracious favour. Further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued and ended in you, we might glorify your holy name. Lord, we want to live for the audience of one. Help us to rectify and to streamline our lives in order that what it is that we do and the reasons that we do it bring glory to your name and to your name alone. You're worthy of our praise and our glory today. The one true God, the King of kings and Lord of lords on this Palm Sunday. The one who was healed. Hallelujah. Blessed is the King who comes. Lord, we thank you that yet today you came on a donkey in humility. Give us that same spirit that we might be pointers to you. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings with your most gracious favour. And further us with your continual help. That in all our works begun, continued and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name. And finally, by your mercy, attain everlasting life. Father God, help us to search our, our lives, our purpose, our meaning. Lord, if we have set us, you aside within them, we want to draw close to you. We think that you have never left us. You have never forsaken us. No matter how far we have walked from you, you continue to walk with us. Lord, we thank you for your salvation. We thank you that you are the king who came with a purpose and a reason to die for each one of us. Today we give you eternal thanks. Our hearts are filled with thankfulness because of your sacrifice, your grace and your love, the forgiveness that is freely available to each one of us. Help us to reach out and to receive you afresh and anew today. So go before us, Lord, in all our doings, with your most gracious favour. Further us in your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name. And finally, by your mercy, attain everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. We say together the prayer that our Father once taught us, saying, Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us this day our daily bread. As we forgive us our trespasses, forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. As we draw our service to a close this morning, there are just some very short announcements. After the service today, we are going to be having our Zoom coffee. Um, so as we finish, go put the kettle on, grab uh, a biscuit or two uh, and join us on Zoom as we meet together, just have a chat and catch up. Shouldn't be any longer than 20 to 30 minutes or so. Dairy Volgi have recently got masks printed. You can see our logo here. Um, the masks have a shorter loop and then a longer loop um, to adjust it to your size. They will be available um, from next Sunday and the suggested donation for them is £3.50. So you'll be able to get one of these uh, from next Sunday. Easter Sunday is, of course, this day week. And it is also a great Sunday for us to be coming back to in-church worship. It's a Sunday of hope, um, of rejoicing. But as we come back next Sunday, let's remember that we still need to social distance. We need to wear masks. And even if you have had your vaccination, that we still need to keep our distance from one another. So we will be open for in-building worship as well as online. And if you're wanting to come to in-building worship, please do remember um, that we'll be following uh, all our mitigations that we have in place to keep this a safe place for us to come and worship. So as we close, may the Father who so loved the world that he gave us his only Son bring you by faith to its eternal life. May Christ who accepted the cup of sacrifice in obedience to the Father's will Keep you steadfast as you walk with him the way of his cross. And may the spirit who strengthens us to suffer with Christ, that we may share in his glory, set our minds on life and peace. Amen. Yes, uh, something I forgot <laughs> as well, that thankfully someone has reminded me, um, our Holy Week services, we are going to be joining uh, with Lisburn and Dariaki Rural Deaneries. Um, they are going to be online, they're going to be on Facebook at seven o'clock every night. So you'll see uh, people from different churches leading throughout the week. So keep an eye on Facebook for the little link that'll be coming up. That'll be seven o'clock every night during the week. Have a great week. <laughs>